RWJ Barnabas Health Telemed offers you two convenient ways to see a doctor anytime, anywhere, without having to come in for an appointment. If you're in need of urgent care, you can use our app to connect with a provider 24-7, right on your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Or you can use our website to schedule a virtual visit with an RWJ Barnabas Health Medical Group provider or specialist. And you can even register as a new patient. Book an appointment online at rwjbh.org slash telemed. Your safety has always been our top priority, and we've taken every precaution. So don't delay your care any longer. Get started today at rwjbh.org slash telemed. RWJ Barnabas Health. Let's be healthy together. Hi, everybody. I'm Matt Laughlin. Welcome to the latest edition of Speak of the Devils, presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. Pleased to be joined once again by Sam Kassan as uh, we get to know, well, Sam, this is the youngest team in the league, but we're going to get to know one of the youngest players on the youngest team as we speak with a rising defenseman, great prospect, great future, Ty Smith. Yeah, I mean, the, the skills there, you can see, I know, I think he was may have been the steal of the draft when the Devils got him in 2018 at 17th overall. Uh, offensive defenseman, really intelligent. I mean, he's a little undersized for the league, but that just shows how intelligent he is. He uses his angles really well. He reads the play, and he almost has to be that intelligent to survive in a league that is built around bigger forwards and stronger forwards. So he almost has to read the play much quicker to them to get to his spots, get to his position, establish himself. He's obviously been doing it on the ice and then off the ice. Obviously, he's uh, he's found a good roommate in Jack Hughes and they uh, they've they're not necessarily the odd twins or the odd couple, but they seem to make it work well. And from from enemies to frenemies to now best buds. So it was a great evolution and, and a great conversation with him. Well, that story and more we share with Ty Smith as we welcome him to the podcast. Participate in Predict Your Picks presented by Caesars Casino and Sportsbook. Devils fans can make predictions for every home and away game this season in this free-to-play contest for chances to win player-signed prizes every game. The more you play, the better your chance of winning our grand prize, which includes a VIP concert experience and Devils signed jersey. Make your predictions at NewJerseyDevils.com slash picks. Ty, thanks very much for joining us on Speak of the Devils. You recently celebrated your 21st birthday wonder if you can tell us and our listeners what that means to you now that you're 21, the ripe old age. Yeah. I mean, it's feels kind of weird to say I'm 21, I guess. And, um, it's kind of time flying, I guess, but it's, uh, it's kind of exciting at the same time. I'm being old enough to be, be a pro hockey player and, and play in New Jersey. How did you celebrate it in this age that we find ourselves in? Um, we were, we were in Washington. So, um, I think we just had dinner at the hotel and, um, they brought me a cupcake and saying happy birthday kind of was hanging out with the boys. Not what I think you would have thought three years ago. So how did it compare to what you expected or were there any expectations at all? Uh, didn't really have any expectations, but definitely a little bit different than a normal, normal birthday, I guess. Sorry, Ty, actually I had a, I got to ask you the obvious off the bat, which is uh, 
wearing the mustache. I know with great mustache comes great responsibility. What was the thought behind uh, changing up the little face hair there? Um, I don't know. I just kind of did it for fun one one day. I guess shaved it into a mustache and kind of liked it and thought it was kind of funny. So I kind of just rolled with it. I guess. And did the uh, the boys in the room get a good uh, joke out of it? They enjoyed it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they enjoyed it. It's it's a lot of fun. And what do you guys do to kind of keep things light? I know you're in a bubble. You don't have a lot of interaction in the outside world. What do you guys do to keep things light past the time? You know, keep keep yourselves busy, I guess. I like to hang around at the rink a lot and just kind of joke around with the guys and um, try to do as much as I can around the rink for um, myself and and my body, I guess. And um, when I'm at home, I'm living with Jack, so it's, uh, it's not bad to be at home and just kind of, we hang out and watch TV and I'll play some video games, just kind of pass this time pretty quick and it's pretty fun still. He said that in the living arrangements, you cook and clean. I mean, how did he get so lucky on that end of the deal? <laughs> you confirm? I mean, I think he's, he's over-exaggerating that part a little bit. If one of us would, would be, uh, the cook, it would probably be me most of the time. He, he definitely helps out. He's in there and, um, cooks once in a while, but, uh, the cleaning, I think that's kind of both of us. It's pretty tidy around there for the most part. So, it's, uh, it's been good. You actually met Jack the day he was drafted in Vancouver. So what, what was that first meeting like? And did you think you're going to hit it off to the point where you'd be roommates in the future? Yeah, we actually, when we played against each other, um, I think the first one would have been like under 18 world championships. Jack would have been, um, 16. I would have been 17. Um, we kind of, I played pretty much all the shifts against Jack and, uh, we'd kind of go back and forth chirping at each other and didn't really like each other. And then same sort of thing at uh world junior summer showcase, we kind of got into a bit of a tussle during one of the games and there's always some tension there because we always would have to play against each other. But, um, then I met him at the, at the draft and seemed like a pretty good guy and, um, had a, had some good conversations there and some fun and then um, kind of just kept in touch and did the whole uh, rookie rookie showcase and uh, I don't know, the rookie orientation and all that kind of stuff, NHLPA stuff together um, last year, I guess, when he was kind of coming into the league. So we got pretty close throughout that whole experience and through the camp and then we kind of just kept in touch and um, he asked me if I wanted to live with him this year. So it's been a really good fit and uh, good relationship so far. Was it his idea to live together? Your idea? Like, how did the idea come about? And who's the uh, cleaner? It was his. We need to it see was his. He, he, uh, he sent me a text kind of, I don't know, partway through the quarantine, just kind of, we were just talking and he asked if I wanted to live with him next year. And first thing I said is, we'll see. I have, I've got a team to make. I'm not on the team already like you are. So um, he always kind of joked around that I'd say that and, made fun of me a little bit, but, um, kind of worked out well. And obviously I got to make the team and live together. And I mean, as far as who's cleaner, it's probably, I'm probably the more, more clean one, but he's not bad. He's not, he's not too messy. So how clean are you? Cause you hesitated there a little bit. So is it a separation of two guys who are really neat or is it a separation of guys who are eh, kind of sloppy, but you know, you might have the slight edge. Um, probably somewhere in the middle. I'm not cr a crazy, crazy neat freak, but at the same time, uh, 
I like liked up my room clean. Like he'll he knows it. He'll get a rise out of me if he comes into my room and throws my blankets off my bed and moves some stuff around. He knows that that, that makes me makes me tick a little bit. So um, it's it's fun. We're we're not we're not the cleanest, but at the same time, it's, it's not terrible. We're kind of in the middle, I'd say. Hey, listen, uh, if I can think back to when I was 21 and 19, I'm, I'm not sure that I was the cleanest guy in the world. My wife and kids would say I'm not the cleanest guy now. So whatever. Uh, given the rivalry between Canada and the U.S. and given the fact, as you mentioned, you were on the ice against each other a lot and developed a respect for each other, but maybe not a lot of love for each other because of the situations you're, you found yourself in. I'm kind of wondering what what broke the ice when you first were introduced to each other at uh, the draft and got to know each other a little bit because you said turns out he's a really good guy. Was there some apprehension like I'm not sure how this is going to work? Uh, for me, uh, I was pretty open minded, I guess, with it, and I think he kind of seen the same way. And just at the draft and in the suite after he got drafted, we had some good talks and some laughs, and obviously it was a really happy day for him and his family. So tried to stay out of their way the best I could, but we still had some good laughs and conversations. And so I think that day um, kind of just showed maybe both of us that it's different than uh, playing against each other on the ice. So it, it's been, it's been kind of good, I guess, ever since then we've been, we've been all good with it. Which is awesome. You know, it was a different time, but guys would you know get into fights against each other, long simmering feuds back in the day. And suddenly a trade would occur and they were teammates and it was just like, Hey, shake hands. That's what we had to do when we were on opposite sides of the ice, but now we're teammates. And so that's one of those hockey things. You put those battles aside when you're on the same team. So that was his draft day. What was your draft day like? Yeah, my draft was in Dallas. I was there with my family, sat there kind of waiting around, had, didn't really have expectations. Uh, like, like some other guys, I guess, like Jack, Jack would have, but um, I was kind of just enjoying the day and as crazy as soon as you stepped outside you're sweating so i had to do some laps in the in the rink to cool off and i mean it was a really positive day and cool day for my family and i i mean they've sacrificed a lot for me so being able to be selected by the devils was a was a pretty cool thing and meet all the all the stuff and it was a lot of fun for me when you go through a situation like that it's an anxious time what's it like when your name is finally called and and all that why did that guy go ahead of me type of thing, which is understandable. And when am I going to go all that anxiousness it's dispelled. You've been drafted by an NHL team. It's pretty cool feeling. It's something that's for me, it's a, uh, it was always a goal of mine and a stepping stone kind of along the way. Um, obviously not, not the end goal or anything like that, but it was uh, something that I'd focused on for a long time is, being able to get drafted to NHL, um, be drafted in the first round, and uh, be able to have my family there with me. So kind of being able to enjoy that moment with my family is a pretty cool thing. And obviously, I'm sure you wanted to jump into the NHL right away, but did go back to juniors. Pretty good year for you, defenseman of the year, you know, CHL defenseman of the year, and then got to captain a World Junior gold medal. What was that year like overall, not only in terms of your development, but the things you were able to achieve? Yeah, it was uh, obviously tough for me. I I thought I had a pretty good camp my first year when, when I was uh, an 18 year old. And I think the expectation from when I showed up there was for me to go back and play junior for, for everybody. And I think I did a little better than most people would have thought made it a little tougher for them and ended up sending me back, which 
I think ultimately it was the right decision. Um, got to go back and like you said, had a very positive year individually and we had a pretty good team and great coaching staff. So I was able to continue to play a lot and learn and grow and get stronger, which all obviously helped me kind of moving forward and got to try win win a gold medal that year and didn't happen. And then uh, next year, same sort of thing, went to camp and stayed till last cuts again and didn't have quite as good of a camp as my first year and got to go back and have another positive individual year and win a world junior gold medal, which is pretty cool experience. And then um, obviously the season got cut short, but our team was kind of building steam there towards the playoffs and we could have uh, done something special. So it was another really positive year that I think in the long term has helped me, uh, helped me a lot. And I think it's been a good time for me to be able to make the jump from uh, junior to, to the NHL. And you said Jack reached out to you to be roommates. You said you wanted to make the team first, but heading into this camp, did you feel you were in a much better position to make that jump? Yeah. I mean, I dealt with uh, some injury stuff, kind of played with an injury in the playoffs when I was uh, my 18 year old season and kind of dealt with some stuff all throughout the summer and came to camp, not a hundred percent for my 19 year old year. And it was obviously a tough experience, but this year, um, the whole COVID thing and season ending, ending early and the summer being extended, the off season, I guess, being extended. Um, it definitely gave me a good opportunity to make sure I'm fully healthy, get stronger, which I needed to do and, um, work on, work on my body. So I was feeling good for camp. And once I was able to come to camp feeling, I guess, strong and in good shape and healthy, it was, uh, something that I definitely uh, had in mind that I'd have a chance to make the jump straight to the NHL. And that was obviously my goal. And who let you know, was it Lindy Ruff that called you in the office, Tom Fitzgerald, who let you know that you'd, they decided to keep you and you made the team out of a uh, training camp. For me, it was kind of just day by day. I'd be sticking around and slowly moved into the main dressing room. And I guess the first day uh, we still had, a, I think nine, nine defensemen or eight or nine defensemen on the roster for, um, the first game and Lindy kind of just came up to me and talked to me for a couple minutes and just asked how I was feeling and just said that uh, I guess the next day for for the first game I'd be making my NHL debut and um, it was kind of just a day by day thing I I uh, would still always tell my tell my buddies when they talked to me about it that I didn't really feel like I was um, fully fully on the team and fully in NHL. Probably, I don't know, it took, took quite a few games. What was that first one like, though? Obviously, it's been building up for so long and then finally get to play in the National Hockey League. I know it's an interesting experience being quarantined and being, you know, a, a coronavirus year. So it's not like a normal debut with fans and everything. But what was that game like? It was, it was a good, really good experience. Um, obviously, I was pretty fortunate to get uh, my first goal, a crazy, crazy lucky bounce, but been was able to get my first goal. and. Um, Played with Matt Tennyson, who's uh, who's been a really good friend and and uh, guy to me. Kind of throughout this season, he's a positive guy and enjoy playing with him. He uh, looks to pass to me a lot, so I was fortunate that I played with him my first game, and that helped a lot. Him being positive with me and not getting frustrated with little mistakes. And Naz played me quite a bit, and I got some overtime ice. So I think uh, my first game went pretty well, and obviously. A little bit of nerves and being a little uncomfortable, I guess, but kind of as the game went on, I started to feel better and better. And um, I guess that kind of continued game after game.
And just be honest with us, when you tell your kids and your grandkids about your first goal, is it going to be a breakaway top shelf snipe or are you going to tell them uh, it deflected off a few bodies and went in? <laughs> Over the years, that, that goal is going to turn into a bar down snipe. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see how, we'll see how that goes. You know, I had the good fortune of watching Sidney Crosby play his first game in the National Hockey League. And I've, you know, obviously followed his career ever since. And recently the Devils have gotten to know once again what a great player he is. But in that first game, he had an opportunity to score against Marty Brodeur. And he thought for sure he was going to score. And Marty made this terrific save that he made. 20,000 times in his career. And as he skated back to the bench, Crosby said, you know, I sat there and I was upset I didn't score, but I said, wow, that's pretty cool. That's Marty Brodeur that stopped me. Maybe the only time he's not been, uh, he's he's been okay with not scoring a goal. I guess my point is that might not have been his welcome to the NHL moment, but that was a time when he said, wow, pretty cool. One of the greatest ever, maybe the greatest goalie ever I'm playing against. I know it's just, uh, the start to your career, but was there a moment early on in one of those few games, maybe besides your first game, when you said, wow, that guy that's been in the league a long time, I'm on the same ice as he is, or a, a play you made or a play that was made against you. And you said, wow, this is the NHL. And this is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think, I think early on, obviously playing against all the good players we play against in our division, that's something you kind of, you kind of feel, but probably one of the, main times was a little bit later, kind of probably in the middle uh, when we were playing Boston and Marshawn and I kind of got into it in front of the net and he was yelling at me, threw my helmet across the ice, picked it up and threw it again on the way to the box because I pushed Bergeron, I guess, before that. I think that was probably one of the moments where it was, it's kind of cool. It's a uh, guy you see doing that all the time with, with other players kind of as I grew up and now he's kind of getting into it with me. So it's, it was a, uh, pretty cool moment and in a weird way. Yeah, for sure. Because he is a a disturber. And as you said, he's done it for a long time. You had a chance to watch him and now you're getting under his skin and he's trying to get under yours. It's fantastic. That's a great story. Hey, how about playing up against Sedano Char, a guy that you saw play same position as you defenseman and that towering Hulk of a future hall of famer is on the ice. Anything you can tell us about those encounters? Yeah, obviously I'm not not near him on the ice as much. He stays kind of kind of back, and I shouldn't be down that low for the most part. But he's, uh, I mean, just watching him out there, it's it's pretty crazy. He's he's massive. It's insane to kind of watch him and hear Fords talk about his reach and and how how tough it is to get around him. So it's uh it's pretty cool to see him out there. It's it's obviously pretty weird that he's in the in a Caps jersey now instead of a Bruins jersey, but um, it's it's definitely a pretty cool thing to play against a guy like that. And all you have to do is play another 23 years and you'll be 44 like he is still playing in the National Hockey League. It's an incredible, <laughs> it's an incredible story. Hopefully you have that good fortune. So how are you different as a player? What have you learned through this first year with the final stretch coming up here? What do you learn about yourself, um, about the game? Where's the improvement occurred? I think part of the improving along the way is just just uh, getting more comfortable. I've been very fortunate um, to have Naz and and Lindy Rex Tails. I mean, those guys have been uh, they've been awesome for me. Um, kind of having lots of video and, and 
teaching time, I guess, with Naz, him kind of showing me little things here and there and the patience that they've all had with me and the way they've kind of let me do my thing a little bit and make plays. I think that that's been really positive for me. And as I've went on, it's been something that's kind of helped me um, adjust and improve is, I guess, the leash they give me to kind of try and make plays and and be the player that um, I guess they believe I can be. So um, I think that's been one adjustment is kind of just getting more and more comfortable. Um, and then obviously learning to play against bigger and stronger guys, men. That's something that uh, playing in Canada, playing in the Western League, you never kind of get to experience until you're in the NHL. So um, learning how to handle those guys and position myself to handle those guys is probably another thing. So then as a follow-up to that, because you've been so successful coming up through the ranks in your first round draft pick, not to suggest that things came easy to you because you worked for those, but you were able to enjoy a high level of success. And now that learning process, there are going to be some dips. There are going to be some lows because you are playing against men who have seen all the tricks and they can handle whatever you may go uh, send their way. So now you have to respond to that. I'm wondering what some of those lows were like where you sat quietly and said, okay, wow, uh, this isn't the Western league anymore. This is not the world junior stage. This is the best league in the world. And and I'm going to have to improve a little bit. Could you talk about the conversations you may have had just with yourself or maybe with others where you needed a little boost? Yeah. I mean, just going to have to continue to learn that guys are, guys have good sticks, better sticks. Um, they're more intelligent players and they position themselves better. I mean, they're, we were playing Washington um, at home. I remember, I, I uh, can't remember who the player was, but I made, made a move at the blue line around him, kind of a fake to the inside, went outside and ended up skating around the zone and making a play. And we had a good scoring chance off of it. And same thing. I tried to make a similar move. Um, it was on Oshi and, he uh he read it and it's kind of right there. I I remember thinking like, well he's a smart player and he saw me do it a period ago and he kind of was waiting for me to do it again. So, um, just things like that where you could probably get away with that in the Western League making that move again and or uh, doing the same thing a few times and guys not really catching on. I think that here it's something like they're gonna watch for tendencies and if uh, you do things to create chances against them they're gonna learn and learn from that and know how to stop it I guess so it's something that's a little bit different and obviously players are um, experienced and intelligent. You talked about learning obviously the NHL players are bigger faster uh, harder to deal with are you learning to work on your angles more or positioning maybe getting to a spot first and establishing yourself what are some of the little things maybe you've had to adjust not just from the speed and the strength of other guys, but even just using your angles, working your D partner, gapping up, things like that. Yeah, I think angles and reading speed are two things that I've been kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. And I've kind of been working on that a little bit because obviously the speed's different and players are faster and stronger. So I need to have that good positioning, but kind of all growing up and through junior, I was never really the biggest or the strongest guy. So um I'd kind of try to watch smaller guys in NHL that defend well and how they do it. So I've been continuing, I guess, to work on positioning myself properly and in the defensive zone so I can use, I guess, my size and my leverage kind of getting below them to get the pucks first or to keep them from getting to the net or to the puck. So 
um, that's something I need to continue to work out. And it's definitely a, it's a skill and it's, it's a hard one to, to get at. So I need to continue to work at that. And you said you watched other NHL defensive that were of smaller size. Is there anyone in particular or a couple of names of guys that you kind of watched or maybe mimic their play? Yeah, I definitely, I watched a lot of guys kind of over the past few years. Um, there's a lot of guys I like to watch, but one that I would get to watch a lot just because, uh, my, uh, my billets in Spokane, they also billeted, uh, Jared Spurgeon when he played in, uh, Spokane. So he's Minnesota's on the TV every night, um, at their place, every night they're playing. So Spurgeon's a guy that I happen to watch a lot. And he's, he's a guy that's definitely undersized five, five, nine. If that, I think he defends unbelievably for his size. So I think that's kind of all because of his, uh, positioning and, his stick and, and his brand. So I think that that's, that's a guy that was good to watch. And obviously a guy like Andy Green is somebody who's pretty cool to watch too, because he's uh, been a really solid defender in the NHL for a long time. And that's, he's not the biggest guy either. So um, it's pretty cool to watch those guys and, and uh, how good they're at that. So watching them is one thing, working them with them is another. Is anyone on the Devils staff, I know you mentioned Naz, but has any of the defensemen helped you out, taught you some things, showed you some things? You know, whether it's any of the veterans, even some of the young guys maybe showed you a thing or two. Um, yeah, I, uh, I've been pretty fortunate with, uh, with how the, the decor has been towards me. They've been uh, all positive and, and uh, wanting to help me and help me make the adjustment. So they've all been good. But Cooley, uh, Kulikov, he's uh, one guy that helped me. At the end of practice, he'd work on something, grab me, and I'd work on it with them. So. He's one guy who kind of helped me along. Was a really good guy towards me. Tenny, like I mentioned before, is a it's a really positive guy and and someone that I've been uh, happy to play with and and talk to anytime anytime I need to chat or about anything. So he's been great, and I mean, so the rest of the guys. So I've been I've been pretty fortunate and playing with PK the last little bit too. He's been uh, he's been really positive and he uh, enjoys playing with me and. Same thing for me playing with him. So it's been a lot of fun playing with him too. So hopefully he can get past the COVID thing soon and get back at it. What don't we know about PK Subban that you've come to know that you can share with us? It seems we think we know everything about him because he's such an outsized personality, but what can you share with us about PK? Yeah. I mean, you guys probably know it all. He's an open book. I'd say he's (laughs) obviously very energetic and positive, enthusiastic. He's a, He's a guy that he, he loves to talk. His, his mouth's always going, but uh, he's, he's funny for me around the room. I always get a good kick out of him, and uh, I know the other young guys, they always get a good laugh out of PK. So uh, he's, a, he's a positive guy, and I think it's, it's good for our team having a guy like that around, being positive and upbeat all the time. Has he come up with a nickname for you? He's all over the place with his nickname, so... <laughs> uh, um, He's he's always working working on something new, so it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, can you share one with us? What's the most recent one? If it moves around a lot, if it's a a moving nickname target, so to speak, what are some of that ones that he's used? Probably most recent. I mean, when we're playing and kind of in the game, it's always it's always just Smitty. And uh, I mean, lately he's gone super. He's gone right back to the basics. He he's always like get to work Smith. That's kind of his, uh, his, his big line lately is, uh, just get to work Smith. He's always telling me that every day when he sees me. So 
um, probably just back to the basics is, is what he's been like lately. Fair enough. Uh, build the foundation. So a couple of things uh, before we let you go. You know, we've talked about hockey a lot. Earlier on, you said, you know, you and Jack, when you're home, you might watch a little TV. What do you guys watch? What's on your list? Are you a binger? Not so much. I mean, for me, I, was, I did watch the Blacklist kind of all through quarantine. So I've kind of been finishing that up um, when I'm watching on my own. Uh, when I watch with Jack, sometimes we'll just throw on an NHL game. Obviously, he likes to watch the Canucks, watch his bro. Then uh, we'll watch the Habs a little bit um, here and there. And um, Jack likes basketball, too. So we'll put that that stuff on. Lots, lots of sports. He's a huge uh, Matthew McConaughey fan. So he's been putting me through the ringer, making me watch all of his movies, all his rom-coms and things like that. So we've been kind of watching watching a lot of that lately so uh probably that sort of stuff i guess that in the blacklist is there a mcconaughey role that that you've really liked lately a movie that that stood out i don't know i think i've been a fan of pretty much all of them so i think for me it's uh probably one of his rom-coms i think that's what we've been on lately so that's something that's kind of been funny for me we know you're a pretty good hockey player rumor has it you're a pretty good ping pong player too would you say you're better at ping pong or hockey <laughs> I haven't played ping pong in a little bit, so maybe hockey right now, but when I'm, when I'm playing ping pong, probably ping pong. How intense are you in some of those ping pong games or matches? Yeah, we get pretty into it. It's always fun when you're playing for bragging, right? So gets gets pretty heated sometimes if you're getting, getting into a best of seven. So um, that's something that uh, I enjoy a lot. And what's your strength? Backhand, straight backhand defense. Nice. You know what? Make the other guy make the mistake, right? Exactly. When just keep it in play. Uh, not, exactly. Playing against guys like like I play against, just got to keep it in play. <laughs> well, defense is in your DNA, so it makes sense that uh, that's the approach you would take to the uh, table tennis world, too. So as this season winds to a close, and you know we, we know where the devils are at in terms of what's happened lately, what when do you begin the process of next year? Uh, and what do you hope next year brings for Ty Smith and for the Devils? Yeah, I think take a couple of weeks off at the end of the season, kind of decompress. Uh, I mean, you probably needed a lot, some- given everything that the team has been through, you've been through personally. Like, you need to decompress. Yeah, decompress, um, get some treatment, work on my mobility and things like that, just to kind of take care of whatever issues your body has at the end of the year and then um, get right back into training and train for a week or two and get right back onto the ice. And I mean, kind of start shift the focus to next year, get stronger and quicker and um, continue to work on all areas of my game. Um, Probably some explosiveness and things like that on the ice and off the ice. And then as far as next year, obviously you want to, continue to be a competitive team and we're going to be in a position where we can win some games. And um, I think that's the main goal. You want to, you want to be able to win as quick as possible. So for me, just being the best I can um, to help our team win and um, do whatever I need to do to do that. Is that the one area, the explosiveness that you feel you have to gain a little bit that other parts of your game are, 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 you know, good enough. You want to work on them, but that's one area that you really need to step it up. Yeah, I think, I think that it's a speed game and I think my skating's 
pretty good for the most part and especially in transitions and agility and I guess try my best to be a smooth skater but I think I could continue to work on exploding to loose pucks and exploding to jump up in the play and things like that and uh, my shooting I think I put myself in a position where I can put the puck in the net and um, my shot's something I've always needed to work on so I need to continue to work on work on my shot and from the point and uh, off the rush as well. Uh, last one for me. Uh, I just wanted to be curious. We talked about next season. I'm looking forward to next season. I wonder for the rest of this season. I mean, I know there's only a handful of games left. But do you have any personal goals you want to hit in this stretch run down before you hit to the end of the season? Get back. Get back on the ice. Um, get back. Get back playing and work on being the best player I can be and try help our team win some games down down the stretch here. Um, continue to work at defending, defending hard and um, helping create offense. So I want to be able to kind of do both ends and be good for, for a group, I guess. Well, Ty, thanks very much for sharing your thoughts and your time with us. And it's been a fun view from the, from the booth, watching your play develop. And we're look forward, uh, we look forward to many more years to come. Thanks again. Thanks guys. Congrats on the new house, honey. What's this? Carbon monoxide detectors? Yeah, put one on every level. Because you can't see or smell carbon monoxide. And when fuel-burning appliances aren't working right, CO can build up and be deadly. Guys, I'm on it. We just want to know you're safe. At PSENG, we're committed to your family's safety. Know how to prevent carbon monoxide poisoning. If your CO detector goes off, leave immediately. Then call 911. Protect the ones you love. Learn more at PSEG.com slash gas safety. I think what I enjoy most about a player is, yes, you know, Ty got caught up in some of those. I want to do everything and be good on both ends of the ice. And those things that hockey players are trained to say. But when he was able to push that aside a little bit, what I really like about what he said is he focused on certain areas. He knows what he needs to do. As good as this rookie year has been, he's looking for more. And we can only hope that it leads to more victories. Yeah, I mean, the two things that said, obviously, he wants to get more explosive. Uh, and his shot. So he pointed to two things that these are two areas I need to be better at and I want to get better at. And there's obviously ways you can do those things, you know, various training techniques, whether that be over the summer or in certain sessions off the ice, but there is a way to build explosiveness in a player and which is kind of amazing because he seems like a pretty explosive player as it is. I mean, he seems pretty fast. He accelerates really well. So the fact that he wants to keep building on a strength is, is good. And then he pointed to a weakness, which is the shot. And, you know, he, he want, not all defensemen have the big, booming, powerful shot, but he's trying to build a little bit more power in his shot, maybe work on some of the accuracy. So you, you're right, Matty. You love when guys don't give you the generic answer. I just want to be better at everything, yada, yada, yada. And they're like, all right, I need to get better at A, B, and C, and this is how I'm going to do it. And you can tell that he not only knows the areas he wants to improve, but knows how he's going to go about doing it. Yeah, and we look forward to seeing the – Next iteration of Ty Smith, this first year has been terrific, but as he matures, continues to mature physically and matures in his game, it's going to be a lot of fun to see when the team gathers in September for next year. But there are some games to be played this year, and I think I speak for everyone involved with the organization that whenever Ty gets back on, hopefully he's able to help this team get a couple of wins because you want to take a little momentum into the offseason. I know these guys have the insane ability to forget things and drop things and move ahead, but it would be nice to see some things come together here and kind of break this funk that the team finds itself in. 
And that was another thing I like his answer to was when asked about, you know, goals down the stretch, he said, I want to help the team get more wins, you know? And so he does, even though he's looking on an individual basis, he has also has the team mentality in mind. And, and we know all players, it really comes down to wins and losses. They want to win. They want to be part of winning teams. And then from there, they look at their individual play on how I did, how I didn't do. So for them, the first priority is always winning as a team. And you can see he's already got that mindset. Yes, he's one of the foundational pieces for the New Jersey Devils, and everyone's excited about what he'll bring as his career unfolds. Sam, thanks very much for sharing your time with us today. It's been a blast. Oh, it's been great. Let's do it again soon. Let's do it. All right, that's the wrap on this edition of Speak of the Devils, presented by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official health care provider of the New Jersey Devils. For Sam Kassan, I'm Matt Lachlan. Thank you so much for your company. Very much appreciated. We'll see you next time. Until then, be safe. Be well, everyone.